we're about 50-50 between people who are on unlimited and people who are on pro. And so the uh, the average uh, account tends to be a bit higher. Yeah, yeah. So you're maybe closer to like 20 or 30K in MRR. Do you think you can break a million dollar run rate by the end of this year? Oh, absolutely. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mike Adams. He's the CEO and co-founder of Grain, a tool that empowers remote teams to record, transcribe, annotate, and share the most important moments from virtual meetings in a highlight reel. He previously co-founded Degreed and Mission U, which is acquired by WeWork. Mike believes that recorded conversations and the spoken knowledge they generate fundamentally expand our ability to listen, empathize, and connect with each other. Mike, you ready to take us to the top? I'm very excited to. All right. So you get an exit at WeWork. By the way, was that sort of a life-changing event that allows you to take bigger risks now? Or is that sort of just a nice sort of flat exit for everybody? It's a flat exit for everybody. And uh, the big win I got was discovering the need and ultimately the product for grain that I'm building now over solving my own you know, uh, my own need for two years, building an online school. And so uh, um, our students were able to actually get absolved of their income share agreements and still, you know, for the most part, get jobs. And so it ended up being kind of a win-win for everybody. So so what happened to that? That sounds very interesting. Is that the one WeWork bought? Yeah. So um, WeWork bought Mission U, uh, fully remote on the back of Zoom, started in 2016. So we were one of the first, like, fully embracing the remote, you know, learning environment and cohort-based model. And uh, we ran into a lot of regulatory challenges with the state of California that has since made extremely clear that their position is that income share agreements, where you pay a portion of your income in the future once you get a job and only if you get a job um, that's aligned with the students, that those were not uh, actually legal in the state of California. They took up kind of an, an anomalistic stance on that. So that that created a lot of challenges for our business. We looked forward to um, you know the the, the vent, our ability to return venture um, to make a venture outcome, and ultimately made a determination that an acquisition was uh, the best situation much, for us. How much did so you raise that company? We raised eleven and a half million. Got it. Cool. So I imagine a lot. Of this just sort of going to WeWork stock. Yeah. So it went into WeWork stock. Our investors got, you know, a, we still had an eight and a half million dollars in the bank. So we made oh, a call. Thanks. It's not like we ran out of the money. We were like. We looked at the future and we said, you know, this uh, this ability for us to actually like deliver on the projections that we made up front, given the change in climate, given you know a lot of the you know kind of unit economics that we were learning over the next couple of years, uh, we 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 looked at it and we said, I think it's actually you know best for our investors to uh, you know get their uh, as much of the money back as they can, and then the rest was made up for in WeWork stock. 
Kudos. And uh, I had the opportunity to start a new company. I was like, kudos to you for doing that. I mean, right. There are so many founders I know that they, they see the writing on the wall, but they mm-hmm. feel stuck because they've yep. raised VC money. They don't want the negative headline, right? If they shut the company down, but ultimately a biggest opportunity cost for anybody is your time, right? So totally. you don't want to waste, you don't want to, even though you have eight and a half million, you can pay yourself, you can pay your team. You don't want to do that for years. Yep. So kudos to you for doing the right thing there and getting that out. Grain is born. What year did you start coding grain? So we, the acquisition from WeWork was in 2019. And okay. so I started full-time on Grain September 1st. So my obligation through the WeWork acquisition was uh, expired August 31st of 2019. And I started Grain September 1st. So um, we raised some venture capital right out the gate from a lot of the people who backed me in the past. They still were big believers in me and they really loved the, uh, the vision that we had because I was building Grain just to solve the same problem for future people that I'd solved for myself building a school in the back of Zoom. What I, the insight I discovered was that spoken information, it's unstructured, it's largely ephemeral, it's usually not even captured, but it is the key to being able to bridge the gap in the future of work between seamless, um, between remote uh, synchronous and asynchronous communication. So uh, asynchronous communication tends to be text-based and the medium is usually the documentation. I wrote the message, it's in, it's go and search the Slack logs. The same is not true of the synchronous spoken world, but it is true if you record it, if you transcribe it, if you make that content searchable, but you need a new kind of uh, wave of tools or software that can make it as easy to work with the content of spoken knowledge as it is to work with the content of written knowledge. And so that's kind of how how Grain was born. I started it with my uh, brother, who was the first employee at Branch Metrics. And so he had a four-year, you know, unicorn run uh, as the first employee there. Do you and split equity 50-50 or do you have more? Uh, we, we split slightly less, uh, sli- slightly different, very close to 50 Like 51-49 yeah. sort of situation? <laughs> That's uh, very close. No, you want to have good Thanksgivings moving forward. So there's yeah, a clear, exactly. clear We're, leader, you can't tie. Yeah, we'll say uh, I have been a co-founder twice and uh, Jake and I are dramatically closer to 50-50 than I ever was as a, as a first-time co-founder, even a second-time co-founder. So. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, how much did you raise in that first round? Uh, we raised, uh, so what we did on our financing is we did about a million right out the gate, which is us and a pitch deck um, yep. and a vision and a belief. Uh, uh, and, and that was on like a safe. And then we did a priced round uh, about nine months later. So this is uh, uh, fall of, Oh, I'm sorry. This all started in 2018, not 2019. <laughs> so it was, that, uh, round, it was that, uh, million, that million was 2018. It was 2018. So it was fall of 2018. Mission you got acquired in 2018. So it's about almost three years ago, Mission you got acquired. And then we did a seed round nine months later in 2019. So this is a year before the pandemic. And um, we were onto this kind of trend. We knew it was inevitable. And then the pandemic has just really accelerated it. And then we did a follow on round um, that hasn't been announced yet, but uh, it's with Freestyle Capital. And so we did an initial three million on a safe there after the price round. So it's been about seven million dollars total that we've raised, and um, our team is about fifteen people. Yep. So just to be clear, so there's seven total. Four is unannounced, but with with freestyle. One was at the beginning, <clears throat> or sorry, three was with free, free freestyle. So it's one at the beginning, then three, and then three in a price round. That four was announced, and we yep. raised an additional three that has Got not yet been announced. Got it. Yep. Okay. So so let me ask about that. Right. When when you do make that announcement, people will go, "Well, wait a second. It's very rare you see a price round, and then going back to unpriced, they'll go, wait, was there a down round they're trying to manage through here? What's the story there? Yeah, the story was uh, an up round on with amazing investor on amazing terms, and we wanted to work together very, very, you know, on quickly. So what happened is we launched on TechCrunch a year after that price round. Right. Um, this is about a month after the pandemic, and we made a positioning bet to say 
we're on the back of Zoom. We're the, we are the Zoom app. When you think about Zoom apps, think of Grain. So we had a TechCrunch launch, and then one of the investors that I really had a great experience with, her name's Jenny Lefcourt at Freestyle VC a year before, um, it timing-wise didn't work out for her to, uh, to lead the, the price round, but she really wanted to get involved a year later. And so uh, this was a really easy way. We had a huge amount of like in, uh, insider interest, and so the rest of it was just bought up by insiders. Um, so that's where we did the three million, and they took like a much bigger check than they would normally do, um, just because she was so eager and excited to work with um, grain, and we got really nice, you know, up terms on it as well. So it's just a when you look clean, at it, simple, easy way to get more capital. At, it was a cap higher than your last price round. Is that exactly? Yeah, 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 substantially higher. Interesting. Okay, very cool. But let's dig more to the product because I think this is interesting, right? You know, when I had Sid from GitLab on, he said the reason he has all of his companies, all of his team members post meetings, even private meetings on YouTube. Is be, if you go to their YouTube channel, you'll see yeah. you can open the transcript that Google automatically does and search the meetings quickly. You're sort of doing that, but in a much sort of more formal way, and you're building a business around it. You're using it right now, actually, on this call. So, what is Grain? Right. How does it work? Yeah. So, Grain taps into this recognition that the the tools for the spoken world that we live in um, are primarily designed to facilitate the conversation not to facilitate the transfer of information across the bounds of, of, of synchronous and asynchronous work. That's where grain comes in, is that we recognize that while like what GitLab does, where you can upload videos and these artifacts, if you record it all, the world is open to you. But grain takes it one step further and recognizes that you're doing cognitive processing. You're identifying moments in time that matter. That moment mattered. And in, instead, we don't have the time to go back after the call and rewatch all the time. It's nice that we have that option. And that's kind of the, the GitLab approach where we come in is we give you a real time annotation layer. You can take notes like you would normally take notes in a, in a notion or an Evernote or whatever else, but they get timestamps and you can actually, and they get turned into highlights. So you can share a moment of uh, that you identified or flagged as important in the moment uh, as it happens independent of the underlying recording like, so where do i like literally right now you're telling me some fun stories and I, i'm taking notes in my apple notes app on the left side of my screen right now where would i do that where it gets integrated with grain like literally if i was using it now how would i do that so you download grain onto your desktop and you can actually use it on the web here in a couple of weeks and we hook into zoom to where when you are recording either through zoom or through our native recorder um, there is a notepad that is live for the time that you are recording. As soon as you stop recording, the notepad goes away and it goes and it takes the content that you identified or flagged as important and it brings it into your web app where it synchronizes it with the transcript, with the full recording. And it becomes this like iMovie for the web where you can create ed and edit the video itself and create highlight clips using just the transcripts. You select the text you want from the transcript. And you pull that out and it becomes like a loom-like link I where you see. can embed it, you can share it anywhere you want, or you can turn any of your notes into a highlight with, with a single click. Okay. If I fall in love with this thing, what's the average customer paying you guys to use this technology per month? Yeah, totally. So we have um, uh, two plans. So there's a pro plan, which is $144 a year. And then we have a uh, unlimited plan, which is $436 a year per uh, creator seat. So Grain is a tool for teams from default. So we don't have this idea of Grain of like, well, there's this individual kind of usage and the team usage. It's like it's built to be used by and for and with your teams from the very beginning. And so you can have your entire team on grain and not actually have to pay for everybody who's in there, who's accessing and like getting um, 
value out of viewing the content and having this like centralized source of spoken knowledge for the team. You you pay a license for those that are contributing and adding and editing the content in there. So if you just view it and, and you want view only, that's 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 a free seat. But if you're contributing um, and collaborating and editing and and adding new recordings, you get an allocation of recordings um, according to your uh, license type, whether that be pro, it has a set number of recordings, or unlimited. You know, yeah. yeah, unlimited. You can use you know you can you can use it on every one of your calls. We so believe, what's the sweet spot, Mike? What's a team on average paying you, right? Because you're looking at number of seats and then the plan they're on to get up that average. Are we talking like a hundred bucks a month? Yeah, totally. So we, we find that it ends up being, uh, depending on the team, the average team is about three people right now. So it's growing a lot. We have uh, we have some teams that are you know dozens and dozens of people. We have some teams that are three. So um, our self-serve model, we don't have a sales team yet. We're just kind of, uh, you sign up for grain, you start using it, and you can grow and expand a, a, that, that usage. Um, the average team right now is about three. On so at three at 12 a month, you're talking about like $36 per month. Yeah. Probably so it's pretty cheap. Exactly. So yeah. it depends on how much you need to use it. And so what we found is that teams come into grain with one of two mentalities. It's either I want a very specific use case in mind where I want to use grain instead of like the regular Zoom recording or instead of uploading my files and transcribing them. And I use it for like user research interviews or whatever. And oftentimes those teams find themselves uh, selecting into like the pro plan. We're like, okay, that's enough allocation okay. for me. And then there's this other group of teams that are like, we use Grain for everything. We use it for hiring interviews. We use it for team meetings. We use it for sales calls. We use it for um, customer success and support. And we also use it for customer research and for interviews. And those teams don't want to have to think about like, oh, well, like, is this one going to cost me? Am I going to like have to pay more because, and so that's why we've created our unlimited plan is you just embrace this record by default mindset and then you, you you pay grain for your service, and then you just um, are kind of living almost in a new way of operating in a in, in the knowledge economy, where you can make use out of your spoken knowledge without ever having to think about. Mike, it I don't, don't mean to cut you off, but we're, we're we're running short on time. There's a bunch yeah. more that I want to learn. So you got your first customer back in 2018. Is really yourself, right? You're building this for yourself. Help us mm -hmm. understand how you've scaled today. How many customers are you serving now? Yes, right now. So we have um, we have several hundred paying accounts, and then across that, you know, we have a lot of users per account. And so um, we right now are, uh, we have well over 10,000 that have uh, signed up for the for the product. And um, are obviously, you can kind of calculate our conversion rates from there. And so we are a freemium based product that has... Well, Mike, I, I can't actually, I actually don't know, obviously, like I, I've had Loom on, I've had a bunch of folks on the conversion rates from premium to paid are always all over the place. It'd be as low as 1% and totally. still can be so as high as 5%. Where are you guys coming in? Yeah. So on an account basis, we have, um, it, you, it ends up being at about, uh, about a, about a 3% conversion rate okay. um, on the new companies that come in and that are getting into uh, a paid account. And are you happy with that conversion rate from free to paid? So oh, it's I mean, it, it's it's a great place to start, but uh, it is uh, we believe that we can go you know upwards of ten percent on that conversion rate, you know, and yeah. like Slack has like a twenty five percent conversion rate to paid, and uh, you know we, we we believe because we're a team based product that as the functionality grows and the power the power and the usage of grain grows, we our conversion rate will continue to increase. So Mike, can I take 300, that's about 3%, 300 teams, right? Times an average of three per team on that pro plan, 12 per seat. So 300 times 36, you guys are about 11,000 bucks a month right now on MRR. Um, we have, there's there's also a split of people who are on um, the, uh, there's also a split of people who are on the unlimited plan. So um, there's the, the, the $12 a month, we're about 50, 50 between people who are on unlimited and people who are on pro. And so 
the uh, the average uh, account tends to be a bit higher. Than that. Yeah, yeah. So you're maybe closer to like 20 or 30K in MRR. Do you think you can break a million dollar run rate by the end of this year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for us, the the growth rate is continuing to grow and increase. We've just been just begun to tap the market. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're absolutely on track for that, that being our goal this year. And and what sort of gives you that confidence? I mean, where, where did you get significant growth over the past twelve months? What was that growth rate? Yeah, so I mean, we just turned on um, we just turned on pricing in like at the end of last year, the very very oh, end. Oh, so you of didn't last have year. any? You were your pre revenue last year. We were pre revenue last year. Oh wow. Okay, got it, got it. So we just turned on pricing. We don't have a sales team. It's all self serve. And so what we've done is proved that like there's a tremendous amount of uh, willingness to pay. An economic value that businesses are getting by using our product, and so as we layer in more and more of our go-to-market uh, uh, team, uh, where we are adding in our inside sales team and eventually adding in an in- outside sales team. And what's the team we, today, Mike? How many people? It's all engineering and product and design. So how many people total? Fifty. Fifteen. Yeah. One five. Mm-hmm. How many engineers? So of that, it's uh, there's three that are not uh that are not so myself and then two others that are not uh so heavy uh, heavy engineering, engineering. So you're 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 the, you're the sales guy right now um talk to me about churn it's obviously critical in this sort of business yeah so what we found is that uh those teams that have reached the threshold of uh either five uh highlight so there's five people on the workspace um those those teams don't churn so like once you've established that there's uh that there's a, a core use case for grain um, we found uh, a less than a 10% churn rate there across time. Like, and, and we've had those teams for well over a year now. And so um, it, a lot for us, our challenge of what we're focused on over the next year is getting activation rates increased and higher and, and by getting you faster to that time of aha, where you're like, oh my gosh, like I can never go back to a pre-grain world. Like, how did I ever let all this information go ephemeral? Whether that be you use a research interview, a podcast interview, a hiring interview, a team meeting, et cetera. And so the teams that reach that threshold are, uh, they, they stick around. That yeah. Really, really yeah. Look, I imagine one of the, I mean, a mistake I would argue in a business like yours is you think the utility value is number of recordings, right? And that's actually what you priced against. But really, if I start using your tool and then I hit a paywall because I'm automatically recording everything, but I haven't actually figured out how to use the recordings to utility value, I'm going to churn. So like, isn't the real question what you're doing with the recordings, not how many recordings you've done? Yeah, totally. So we so baked into that that stat is that because if you reach a recording threshold, and the the fact is is that those that reach the recording threshold are not churning, um, the product has established value. Like by the ver- by virtue of the fact that you're adding recordings into the system, the, uh, those users are experiencing the value, which usually comes from sharing. As soon as I create a piece of content that's derivative, not sharing the whole entire recording, but a piece of that recording, um, in and I drop that in Slack or I embed it in Notion or I put it in Airtable, um, that is where our engagement uh, metrics are all com- are focused. Is on the percentage of people who are coming into the product and are creating content that gets shared externally, and then that gets viewed, and that's the like aha magical moment that I have as a grain user is like, oh my gosh, this was valuable to you. Like I created something in this amazing tool and then you got value out of that. I'm going to do that more often. I'm going to do it in more areas. And so we see that account, account expansion to those teams that reach that engagement threshold. Oh, Mike, we're out of time. Congratulations, guys. Check out grain.co. I'm not going to record and highlight important moments in your Zoom meetings. They are basically 
uh, just turned on revenue about a year ago. Uh, they, they launched uh, back in 2018 with a million dollar round. They raised seven million to date as they look to break a million dollars in ARR this year, serving 300 accounts and many, many more users inside of those accounts. Mike, thanks for taking us to the top. Hey, thanks a lot, Nathan. Bye.